So welcome everyone to another episode of Talk and Tea with Esha. Today we are having a conversation about spiritual direction. And our guest today is Linda Sarepka of the Charlotte Spirituality Center. And I wanted to do this episode on spiritual direction today because I realized that not many people know what spiritual direction is. And I wanted to give another avenue for folks to utilize, um, especially in this time where we are oppressed with so much grief and anxiety, um, that there's another way in which we can approach these life experiences that we're going through and, and who we can possibly sit with. And so Linda is here today to talk about um, spiritual direction. Um, she trains individuals to become spiritual directors. And there's also so much that's happening also at the um, Spirituality Center. So it'll be a wonderful opportunity for us today to um, dive in and, and learn more about this very uh, um, old um, form of, 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 would you say therapy or counseling? <laughs> Well, I, I'm going, and, and by the way, thank you for having me. It's nice to be here with you, Esha. Um, I would say uh, companionship, spiritual okay. companionship. Yeah. Yes, that is a better word. Um, and and I'll go in a little bit more with my experience with spiritual direction. Um, but as usual, I want us to get grounded before we start. And so those of you that have your tea, I'm actually doing something a little bit different because I'm on this three-week detox. So I have my detox um, shake with me here instead today. Um, and so let's go ahead and get settled wherever you are. If you're in a chair, if you're underground, um, I invite you to close your eyes and breathe. Just come into this space, the room that you're occupying. Begin to feel yourself settling. It's like when you move into a new house, we have to allow it to settle, the foundation to settle. I want you to give yourself an opportunity right now to settle your bones, settle your breath, settle into your awareness. Just notice in that stillness and in that silence that you're curating the subtleties that comes to the surface. Without any judgments, we can simply be with those subtleties. We can observe them. We can listen to the body the sensations in the body. You can begin to notice a little deeper where we are in this present moment. Just notice how you are feeling in this present moment. Just an observation. And then notice your breathing. Are you breathing through your nostrils, your mouth? Just where are you right now?
Let's move a little deeper into our breath as we begin to breathe in for a count of four. Breathe out for a count of four through the nostrils. Just anchor and bring ourselves deeper and deeper into this present moment. We're creating this spaciousness to be so accepting and invite in all aspects of us because all of us belong to this story, to this dance that we're partaking of. And then if you have your tea in front of you or whatever you may have in your hands, just maybe place your palms on it and feel the warmth from your tea mug. Allow that warmth to spread through your palms into your hands. Feeling the warmth spread up into your forearms and elbows. To your upper arms and shoulders. Feeling the warmth being diffused into your whole body. You're ready. Why don't you take a moment and smell your tea if there's a scent. And then take a sip of your tea. Mm. Let's let the taste linger for a little bit in your mouth and your taste buds. Right. So once again, thank you all for being here, for listening, for being with yourself, most importantly. And I'm so grateful to have one of my favorite people, um, Linda Sarepka, joining me in this podcast today. Um, you know, spiritual direction, I came to spiritual direction a couple years ago. Um, someone turned me on to it and it was little, literally like a turning on, right? Because I started going to... Um, my spiritual direction sessions just to have an opportunity to talk about how my life was unfolding. But I wanted to do it in a way that really represented um, how God was also showing up in my life, how the divine universe, whatever name you may have for, for God. Um, because I, I knew for me that it wasn't, I wasn't just having just a random experience that my experience as myself was much deeper and spiritual direction gave me the, the option, the ability to really see from all aspects of inviting the divine into my life. And I became so in love with going um, to, to these sessions that I, I eventually knew that I had to learn how to do this because at the time I had awakenings yoga studio and I would have so many students that would ask me for advice or wanted guidance, but I wanted to make sure that I was honoring what I was saying with them in the right way. And I needed guidance before I started doing that. And so I decided to do the training program at Charlotte Spirituality Center to become a spiritual director myself. And that training program actually 
was a huge, had a huge, huge effect in my life. And I learned so much about myself. I grew so much within myself in those three years um, that I, I did the training for. And, um, and I just think now with everything that's going on in our world, that I want more people to know about spiritual direction and, and to bring it to the masses, because I think it would be so beneficial for people to know that there's another way. And so today, Linda is going to talk about what spiritual direction is. But before we do that, I want you to just say a little bit something about yourself and how you came to spiritual direction. Yeah, thank you. So uh, spiritual direction is something that I actually um, was aware of growing up. I, I uh, am part of the Catholic tradition, uh, progressive Catholic tradition, and um, spiritual direction has actually been around um, for, as you mentioned, a long time. I mean, we're talking back to the desert fathers and mothers, you know, <laughs> so we're talking and it's an ancient practice. Um, but it's something that my tradition actually held on to. Um, and I'm so delighted that now more and more uh, people are discovering direction, whether they're explicitly religious or not. But um, particularly, you know, here we are in the South uh, where it's, uh, you know, uh, mainly um, mainly a Christian, uh, but also um, it's being discovered a temple too. It's being discovered, um, you know, uh, uh, with our, our Muslim brothers and sisters and um so it's just a it's a it's a discipline that I've known about since I was actually small. Um, but I I came to spiritual direction myself as as an adult, um, uh, kind of uh, because as you were saying, uh, people come to you at your yoga studio and and they just they just knew that that they could talk to you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was kind of in that position, uh, you know, being a, an active member of uh, my my church. Uh, women were just kind of drawn to me and would want to talk to me. And I thought, hmm, there's something to this. And that's one of those things we say about those who are have the charism um, to train to be directors. It's do people talk to you all the time? You know, right. and people have been talking to me since I was like little. Um, my friends, I was always the one everyone would come to, uh, you know, for that, that little bit of wisdom, perhaps. And um, didn't even realize it, of course, at the time, <laughs> you know, but um but so, yeah, so I, I came to, um, again, I was uh, leading uh, groups and retreats and uh, at my parish and some people were coming to me to talk. And I thought, you know, I really need to to get a uh, something a little more formal, a certificate around this. And that's mm-hmm. when I found the Charlotte Spirituality Center as well, uh, when they had first opened in, in 2009. So we mm-hmm. were going on our um, 11th year now, 11? Yeah, yeah. Health. Um, and so uh, as quickly as I joined the program, the director at the time said, oh, I need some teachers. Uh, so I got I, I was like uh, a second year student put put into the uh, teaching of a first the first year. You know, back then it was only two, two years. Now we've expanded it to three. I think for good reason. We, mm-hmm. we have some spiritual formation on the front end. Uh, which is important uh, to have that formation before you start training to be a director. And what I mean about spiritual formation really is um, a a chunk of time where you work out your own stuff, you know, where you kind of uh, name and claim your own belief systems, your own theology, you, uh, you, you discover what is no longer serving you and what needs to be let go. 
Uh, you discover what is fruitful and needs to to be cherished. Uh, so sometimes there's a deconstruction and reconstruction kind of process uh-huh. that, that happens in formation, which I think is important uh, to do before we start. Right. Training. Right. Yeah. Right. And I agree with that because I think so many people want to hop into doing the work without first doing their work, their own work. Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Your your work comes first, and of course, your work is happening the whole way through the training. But um, right. But yeah. So I, I have um, been been uh, doing this for for a good many years now, and I wouldn't do anything else. Uh, I love yeah. it. I love I love the opportunity to sit with people and hear their sacred stories, which is a lot about what spiritual direction is. Right, and and I love it. I mean, as I sit with with people now in it, um, it's it's you know it's like I'm serving them, but through their own stories, it's medicine from my heart and my soul too that I find, you know, um, and so this, this way of just, it almost seems like you're midwifing. Like for me, it's like so midwifing with, with someone in their story. Yes, yes yeah. absolutely. And that actually is one of the analogies we use in spiritual direction. And, and let's be clear, what do we mean by midwifing? Uh, and, and spiritual direction, by the way, I, I want to also be clear, it's for women and men, uh, for, for anybody, for anybody. Right. Um, but, uh, what, what we mean by that is, uh, in spiritual direction, we, we believe that you have the answers within you, that you know, your own self, you know, your own truth. You may not be fully conscious of it or aware of it, but all we do is we stand beside you. We help you to breathe. We may, we may tell you when to push, <laughs> uh, or when to stop pushing. Um, so we, we can be a guide in that way, but yes. you will ultimately birth your own truth. Yes. And I think it's so important, you know, and I always tell, you know, um, anyone that I work with, it's like, I can't give you the answers. Everything that you are seeking, you actually have inside of you, because I feel there's a greater detriment that we do if we, even though I may see and I may know, like have an idea of what it is, but I don't want to take that away from them by just saying, oh, here, right? Exactly. Yeah. So it's because because we 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 honor it's a dignity piece. Um, I I think the the gift of spiritual direction um, is that we don't give people answers for so long for so many years. Many people were raised in in a house of faith where all their answers were given to them. In other words, this is what you need to believe. This is what the truth is. And while there is some value to that, I don't want to throw that out. Um, I think that people do wrestle with with um, with certain things, and mm-hmm. and we always say in spiritual direction. Guess what? You are the guru because you yes. are the one who is having the experience yes. of God. Your experience of God or the divine or the universe is com- is it could be completely different than mine. Right. So who am I? Who am I to interpret? Right. Yes. But what I can do, what I can do, is ask those very creative questions. And if I had a dime for every time somebody said to me, nobody's ever asked me that before. Mm. We ask the questions that no one else is going to ask and give people the space to explore and discover who God is for them, you know, or what, what life means to them. Or what is, as you said, unfolding. I mean, I would never want to take that away from anybody, right? So we ask those creative questions so people can name and claim their own experience of God, their own experience of truth. What is good, true, and beautiful? And to claim it. Yeah. You know, I remember being in training and hearing that for the first time. What is good, true, and beautiful? And I've never, ever forgotten it. And it's, it's walked with me ever since. 
Um, so to give people an idea, I know we, we, you, you hit on it before, um, because I think a lot of people, when they hear the word spiritual, they automatically think, oh, this is faith-based and I have to have a certain religion. And so I really want people to understand what spiritual direction is, and you don't have to have a faith necessarily. Right. And and let me just be clear, spiritual direction can look a hundred different ways if you're sitting with a hundred different people, you know, um, uh, what, what we, you know, I want to also say that the word direction, uh, I, I much rather it be companion, but direction is just the classic term for it, because it sounds as if we're going to direct you or tell you what to do. And as we uh-huh. just went over, that's not true. But what we do is we direct your attention. We direct your attention to what is going on and what is happening. Um, you know, hey, did you see that? Did you notice this? Or I notice you're having this reaction as you speak about this. Let's go deeper there, so on and so forth. But no, you don't have to be explicitly religious. Um, again, I, I think the what is good, true, and beautiful are universal truths, right? So um, you can be religious and and you you do not have to be. You do not have to be. I think what spirit, why we use the word spiritual is because everything in life affects our spirit. So every, everything about your life belongs in the conversation of spiritual direction because everything affects your spirit. Right. Right. I think that's, that's why the word spiritual makes sense. Yeah. And I get goosebumps just having you say that because it's how I approach my life. And, and even with all the clients that I meet, it's like, you know, as, and as I look back at my own stories, my own experiences, uh, I've realized that every experience that I'm have, having is also a spiritual experience. And for me to s- simply negate that or abandon that, I feel like I'm doing a disservice to myself and not meeting the whole story fully. Um, and so, you know, as we, you know, look at this whole experience that we've been through in the last year, COVID-19, the protest, the election, we've had so much different sort of chaotic energy and the whole pieces have felt very wobbly. I feel like we've been in this wobble, this wobble state. There's a lot of grief. There's a massive collective grief, massive anxiety, massive depression. And this, this sense of this, we've just been thrown into uncertainty, right? And people are like, oh my God, what do I do with uncertainty, right? Um, and so how, how, does, how would spiritual direction help assist someone going through all of that? Well, so um, first, you know, I, I want to also mention that even though spiritual direction is not therapy. It definitely mm-hmm. has therapeutic effect. No doubt, doubt about it. You know, how can it help? Um, well, we provide uh, a safe space for people to just talk, yeah. for people to just put out there um, how they're feeling, how they're doing. Uh, and again, just, you know, asking questions that may help them to awaken to something um, that they're not even aware of or help them to maybe even um, claim their power, you know, of how they could they could go about their healing process. Um, so, again, I, I think we, we just provide that very safe, sacred space for people to be able to work out whatever it is they need mm-hmm. to work out. You know, um, we have been through a lot, as you said, uh, there is traumatic effect here. There is definitely yeah. traumatic effect. Um, 
And so, you know, to have someone who can be your companion, where you can just say just about anything, you can ask about any question you want, uh, there is absolutely no judgment. And we sit in a very, very objective and loving place, you know, as that midwife Mm -hmm. to help you just birth forward, whatever it is that needs to come, you know. And I think what you just said is, is so important. I think conversation number one is an important step forward for all of us, regardless of whatever sides we think we might be on or find ourselves on. And But having a safe space to actually express ourselves and not feel like we are being judged, that gives people, I think, permission to open up themselves fully and to almost have like this declaration where that that energy is no longer just sitting inside of you occupying space you know um coming out as you know pain sensation or there's something else that's forming an imbalance in us um but really having this this other that we can go to to have full expression and and to communicate our true feelings whether that's anger or guilt or shame, whatever it is, but it's like, okay, I'm feeling this, but instead of me holding it here, I can have a space where I can go to, to fully express and release that. You know, um, and it, uh, we take the approach also of kind of like the three-legged stool, um, that everything needs to be, uh, paid attention to, you know, we have our, we have intelligence centers within us. We have our minds, we have our hearts, and then we have our bodies. Right. And so we help people to pay attention to all three things. I think uh, a lot of times um, people who are are, uh, explicitly in religious circles may, may be in the head a little too much. Um, And then there are those who, you know, say, get rid of the head, get rid of the head, go to the heart, you know, both belong, both belong, you know, and then how about our bodies? Our bodies, you know, tell us so much about, about uh, what we're experiencing, right? So, so we really look at all three and we want people to tap into uh, all three intelligence centers. Yeah. And that was so huge for me going through my training program um, for me to have a deeper understanding of that. And it helps so much that even when I was going through my own very deep, intense grief process. And I had a new relationship with my body because my body lit up like a Christmas tree with sensations. And I'm like, oh my God, what is this? But I realized that what I couldn't compute in my mind, my body was telling me, oh, this is what it is, right? And and I really began to see that. And I think it, it definitely was from my time training that it all belongs like I have to like the healing process has to include um, my mind my heart and my body sure yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. and so you know for anyone who you know as you said felt that Christmas tree light up in their body um, we we want to make sense of it Um, that's you know we can bring it up through the heart how does it make you feel and then into the head. Let's make sense of this. A lot of times we can't really go through our healing process until we can make sense of something. Right. Right. Absolutely. So in your opinion, what do you think is one of the biggest obstacles and in individuals um, who are find who are seeking to find wholeness, peace in their everyday life um, where they might be greeted with stress, grief or, or anything that makes this life feel wobbly? 
What is the great greatest obstacle for people? Or biggest obstacle. Um, I think that people tend to, uh, when they're having these, these heavy experiences, they tend to stuff them, um, perhaps. Um, I don't think they allow themselves the luxury, and I'm going to use the word luxury here, um, to, to, you know, spend, um, an hour with, with someone a month to say, this is how I'm feeling. I, I think they just go on and they uh, maybe negate the importance of how they're feeling. Oh, well, this will pass or, oh, well, you know, they don't give themselves, as you had said earlier, permission yeah. um, to just feel how they're feeling. You know, we always say in spiritual direction, it's not just how you're feeling, but you have feelings about how you're feeling. I feel horrible right now. And oh, I shouldn't feel horrible because I have all these other great things in my life. No, yeah. stop having feelings about your feelings, you know? Right. Um, and so to me, that 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 is one of the greatest obstacles. Yeah. You know, I remember so many times, like I would feel, I would shame myself for feeling a certain way. Right. Yeah. Right? I, 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 what could it, I mean, what good is that? Right. Exactly. You know, but that, that was just the norm, right? I'm like, Oh, get it together. I shouldn't feel that. Right. What do you have to complain about? Right. Right. And I I didn't realize, you know, what I was doing to myself every time I did that. And now I'm in this, this space where I'm like, Oh, okay. Um, I can give myself permission to fully feel that and to allow it to pass through me. And it's a game changer. Yes, you will never fully heal or become whole unless you deal with it. You know, yes. it's going to be like the cat that follows you around until you feed it. You know, right? Um, yeah. So, I so one of we, those. Yeah. Well, and and you say to yourself, why why do we do this to ourselves? Because like we're the only person we're guaranteed to spend time with every day, right? Yes. <laughs> so, yes. So why do we do this to ourselves? Yeah. And I'm you so know? glad that you say luxury because you know. I, I create time out of my day, usually in the morning and then pockets in the afternoon where I need that quiet time for myself, at least an hour. And I know not many people don't have that, right? It, it, so it is a luxury. And I'm very fortunate to, to have that, that time and space. Um, but I think even if it's just small moments, if you just break it up, um, there's, there's room somewhere in there. But also nothing takes the place sometimes uh, with being alone is great. Solitude is wonderful and stillness and silence is wonderful. But sometimes you just need to be with another human being, right? And yeah. and just have that communal aspect of, of life where you can be safe and just talk. And, right. um, and let's not forget, you know, every time we talk, we're telling some kind of story and our, our brains respond. We, we get uh, a dopamine shot every time we tell our stories to yeah. each other. And, yeah. um, and that's good for our health. That's good for our, our sleep habits, our appetite, um, our mood. Uh, like you said, uh, anxiety, depression. I mean, you know, that's, that's our natural medicine. Um, so it's medicinal in that way. Yeah. Right. I'm glad you said that because that brings up for me, um, you know, it's been three and a half years since Hassel transitioned. And sometimes, you know, I'll work with people or, you know, people will ask me stuff. And it's like, wow, you you look like you're really in a good place. <laughs> and and I'll have to pause and, and just think about that for a moment. You know, it's like I'm almost, almost doing like this, this, this self-check. Am I really good, you know? Or, but then I said, you know what? 
every time I tell the story, I don't feel like this, this quickening. I don't feel like triggered or anything like that. I can tell the story because I've told the story so much now that it doesn't have like the, um, that very uh, uh, hypervision effect that it did like in the beginning. And I think that goes to exactly what you just said, that every time I tell the story, there's healing there, there's medicine there, and it becomes more of this celebration of an experience that I went through versus, you know, this sense of being diminished in some way. And so it's, it's really good to know that, oh, yeah, every time I tell the story, I'm healing a little bit more. And probably, you know, I mean, think about your journey in the very beginning. Um, wasn't it helpful to have someone beside you as you uh, went started telling the story? You know, um, there's so much fear that we have about life experiences. But if we have someone there to be with us, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think it makes it a little easier. Um you know, we never have people in direction and just say, you know, we're, we don't ever throw them in the deep, deep end of the pool, you know, right? Um, because, you know, people, they do have trauma and they do have yeah. experiences that um, might be triggering or, you know, when they, when they begin the work, yes. it may be triggering. So we would say, can you merely touch the edge of the water with your fingertips? Yes. Yes. We'll, we'll begin there. You know, yeah. we're not going to throw you in. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the things that I love so much about it is that I can start in the shallow end because I'm not a really good swimmer for the deep end, (laughs) but I can, I can start in the shallow end and be okay. And, and in the beginning of, of my grief experience, that's exactly where I needed to be. And I needed to have someone holding my hand. There's no way I could have done it by myself. Absolutely not. And I think oftentimes so many people think that they can do it by themselves. Right. And, and the experience is so much more profound and sacred when you have someone with you on the journey. Exactly. Um, I don't know if you remember this analogy when you were in training, Esha, but we used to say, you know, if someone's in the pit, you know, you don't just grab them out of the pit if they're not ready yet. You jump in there with them. Right. And, you, and you sit in that space, you know, we are not afraid of anything as spiritual directors. We go to those places that, that other people may not want to go. You know, sometimes you can't, you can't burden even good friends or family members. You can't always necessarily burden them to go to those dark places, you know? Right. Um, and so we get in the pit with you and then you're ready to get out or hoist you out, you know? Mm-hmm. But I, I also want to say spiritual direction is is not just about when you've got issues or problems. You know, um, people come to spiritual direction monthly as as a, a discipline. Um, and and we also celebrate. Right. We celebrate mm-hmm. what is happening in your life. We celebrate the joyful moments in, in gratitude. Um, you know, uh, a lot of times people come and they are like. I don't even know what I'm going to talk about today. And then all of a sudden we just, you know, it just unfolds yeah. and we find ourselves talking about all kinds of things. But a lot of times it's about celebration of life too. Um, mm-hmm. It also be for when people are making decisions, you know, um, they're having trouble making decisions. Isn't it great to have someone to springboard off mm-hmm. of, you know, and we can ask those important questions that, that uh, we don't give advice, you know, only, you know, the answer, but you know, the answer. Right. And so we'll ask those questions that, that will help them feel more confident in decision-making. Yeah. yeah. And, and I love that because, you know, trying to discern may, 
moving into the discernment process is never easy, but it's always nice to have someone that you can ping pong stuff off of and then to have a little bit of guidance. I know it's helped me out tremendously. Yeah. So before we before we wrap up, Linda, I'd love for you to take us through any short center in prayer that you can offer our listeners. Yeah, I would like to. Yes, love to. Um, yeah, well, just like you began uh, earlier, kind of closing our eyes and just becoming aware of our breath, I'd like to take you through an exercise that is... Um, really about wholeness and about you being fully you. So just gently become aware of your breath. And just become aware of the immediacy of this moment, your aliveness in this moment. How are you alive in your body, in your heart, in your mind? And as you become aware of your aliveness, know that you have landed here, that you are indeed grounded. Feel your place here in this space. And as you become aware of your groundedness, be with the goodness of this moment. This is a sacred meeting space. Be with the goodness. And as you become aware of the goodness in this moment, Feel and notice how related you are to all things, all of creation. With this feeling of relatedness, notice that there is meaning of being here in this life, that you thrive in all you do, in all that you are. There's meaning here. And from this sense of thriving and meaning in life, we slide into the silent depths of the heart, of the soul, where you and the divine meet. And this is where you know who you are. So from this silent depth of heart, there's a new realization of true self, of true self as good, as beautiful. And with this new realization, there is an awakening. You're awakened to your true self, awakened to this life anew. 
from this awakening, we land in the place of liberation. And so I invite you to put your arms up in liberation. Mm. May it be so. Oh, thank you so much. I was getting goosebumps throughout that whole little um, meditation. Um, that was really good. That was really good. Thank you. Um, so if someone wanted, if people wanted to learn more about Charlotte Spirituality Center and about what you do, where can they go to find out more information? Sure. So they can go to our website, which is www.charlottespiritualitycenter.org. They can find out about our training program. They can find out about individual spiritual direction uh, and then any other programming that we that we have from time to time. So, okay. and, and the email is on there. They, they can email me directly. And are you take currently taking um, anyone for spiritual direction, new clients? Yes. Yes, I am. And we also have a team of spiritual directors that I highly encourage people to look at their bios, um, see who might be a good fit. Let me just also say that when you are looking for a spiritual director, it's really important to talk to a few. Uh, you know, they should be willing to talk to you on the phone for a preliminary conversation and see who might be the best fit or a good fit. Um, uh, spiritual direction is a professional ministry, so there is a fee involved, but there's always a sliding scale fee. Uh, so no one can be turned away from direction. Um, but we also have advanced students who are in their uh, last year of training that can see people fee free. So uh -huh. if any uh, anybody wants to give it a shot that way, um, there is nothing to lose. So perfect. Well, thank you so much, Linda, for taking some time out of your busy schedule to be with me and to be with the audience today. And um, I just felt it so much in my heart to bring this up and to to give our listeners something else that they can um, that they can be exposed to if they didn't know what spiritual direction is. Because I think now more than ever, we just need more opportunities of how we could. Um, move into deeper healing. So I know we have, you know, our psychologist and, and mental health therapist, but there's other avenues available as well. And we're not taking the place, obviously, of any mental health therapist or anything like that. Um, but if you're looking for a different way um, to navigate your life um, uh, with, with the divine as the third party, <laughs> um, yeah third-party counselor, right? Um, <laughs> and I, I love that. Um, and, you know, it's it's so shaped, like my experience as a spiritual director is so shaped how I sit with all of my clients. And I, I always tell my clients, I was like, when you come in, it's not just the two of us here. And this is even beyond just any spiritual direction session that I may have. And I'm like, we're also inviting their spirit here with us. And so, we're going to give that spaciousness for, for spirit to also guide both myself and yourself to see what story actually wants to be heard today. Um, exactly. We rely heavily on that spirit. Yes. Who yes. is the true guide, the true guide. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, it's, I tell people it's not me. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's, not me. it's just what's working through me. And then what's so beautiful about that, that I found is that when I'm done, I can leave it exactly there. 
I can leave it right there at the end and, and give myself an opportunity to, to move forward and not hold someone else's story necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. So, so thank you so much for, um, for today. And, um, and I will post this uh, probably today or tomorrow. I'll let you know. Um, but thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to another session of Talking Tea with Esha. Until next week, be well, be safe, and know that you are loved.